Hi there, it's Matt here from Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle and today I'm doing a quick podcast on catching brim uh, from the open beaches here at Port Stephens. Um, it's something that I've always done since I was quite younger. Um, I started fishing when I was about eight years old, so when I did the maths, I think I've been fishing on the beach for nearly well, 30 years, but I don't like to think, it like that, think about it like that. Um, nevertheless, it's always been a passion of mine and it's always been the place that I like fishing the most, I guess, out of any type of fishing. Um, I've had trailer boats, fished off ocean rocks, but the beach is something I always go back to. I think it's simply the environment that you're fishing in. Um, very relaxing, um, and I have a no-shoes sho- no rule, so that's something uh, that we need to consider. When I take some of the guys fishing, they wear sneakers and various things. Um, you can't get your feet wet and be in the sand, may as well not be on the beach. Um, look, today we're talking about brim. Um, catch many different species from the ocean beaches. We're very fortunate at Port Stephens because we have such um, a choice and range of beaches to choose from. Um, One of the beaches I'll be discussing that I fish a lot on is Stockton Beach. Um, I access Stockton Beach from the Berube end. Um, There's also the other access down at Labus Lane. Uh, Quite deeper to water down that end. Simply we fish up this end. There's more structure up here in the way of banks, holes and gutters. all, and it's closer. So I do fish the other end of the beach at times, but we'll touch on that soon. What I want to talk to you about today is um, just basically the methods and rigs and baits that I've used over the years to catch brim that have been successful to me. So this is by no means exhaustive. Um, people have other ideas and fish in other ways, and that's fine, but I'm just happy today to share what's worked for me over the years, and hopefully uh, you might be able to take one or two things out of this uh, podcast and it works for you as well. Um, or if not, contact me if you've got some other ideas and let me know too. I can always, there's always learning. Um, I am pretty old fashioned in my way and I, because things work, so I don't, I don't often change them. Um, but let's start with my tackle. Um, I fish with a, a Snyder glass rod. Um, it's a full fiberglass rod. Um, it's MT4144, so it's a four wrap Snyder glass rod. The four wrap Snyder glass rod um, Australian made, uh, very difficult to get them there these days, they're not making Snyders anymore. Nevertheless, it's 12 foot long, so 144 inches, um, which I recommend you need for the beach. For 12 foot's the right height. Uh, I have a sand spike in the rod. Um, The reason I have a sand spike is it offers a couple of advantages. If you need to cast further, on on occasion which you do, throwing lures out, um, or trying to get to a gutter or a bank that's further out, um, then that sand spike gives you um, extra casting ability because you're able to grip it down lower when you cast and it extends the um, the rod. So if it's a 12 foot rod with a sand spike it'll be 12 and a half foot approximately. Um, it also, good. the other main advantage that I find, because uh, we'll touch on casting later, is that when you lean the rod up against the back of the truck, when you're either taking a fish off or baiting line, you can put the, push the sand spike into the sand. Not a great deal, but it gives it a foundation. And let me tell you, you need to angle your rods, or you need to angle your rods onto the truck and then have the sand spike into the sand. Because a gust of wind, a mate walking past, a fish kicking around on the, um, on the hook there, all of these things are likely to knock it over and in the sand it goes and another headache's created. You, we will talk about reels soon and they will eventually find their way into the sand over the life of their fishing experience if you fish on the beach a lot. Although you can limit it by doing these things. Um, two piece, I have one piece rods which I made many years ago. Two piece rods are fine. Um, in today's specs they'd be roughly rated between three to six kilos. 
Um, they make different wraps, uh, so four wraps, six wrap, and uh, seven, and then they go to eight. Four wraps, my recommendation for brim fishing. So you can get that model in different brands. Um, so what you're looking for is a four wrap or three to six kilo rod, it's 12 foot. Um, I use a spinning reel, so I have a mid-mount seat. Those that have alvies use low mount seats. Those that use overheads um, have a slightly higher seat than mid-mount. Um, I, I combine it with a, uh, a Fluga fishing reel, uh, a Fluga Salt 6000 series. It um, accommodates 300 metres of Maxima, 15 pound mono. Um, that's all I've ever used off the beach. I don't recommend using braid from the beach. Um, <clears throat> I have a strong opinion about that. Uh, braid has no stretch. Um, when under heavy load off the beach, whether it be those big eagle rays that you get, larger salmon, big jewfish, um, the surge of the, uh, the water will go in and out. And if you've got no stretch in your braid, you have no advantage. With the mono being able to stretch as the surge uh, either pulls back or pushes forward, um, the stretch and then then it has memory and the, braid and the mono comes back together, you're able to take a few steps back on each occasion. Using mono, in my opinion, gives you an advantage of the beach that braid doesn't give you. Um, that's Look, it's a personal preference, I will, and I have tried braid once. Um, I did think it would have a benefit because of its low diameter, hence it would not drift as much when the, when the, if the beach is running. Uh, it wasn't the case. Difficult to tie knots with, no stretch, not my sort of thing for the beach. Uh, again, matter for yourself. Um, nevertheless, uh, the Fluga Salt, very simple, basic reel, uh, has a huge spool capacity, uh, has a nine kilos of drag, which is more than you'll ever need. Um, and really, it's I don't recommend high-end reels on the ocean beaches because, as I said before, they will eventually go in the sand at some point. Uh, I've had one of the Flugas go in. Um, it went in the water too. That was two years ago now. Obviously, I stripped it down, cleaned it, fresh-watered everything. Haven't had a drama with it, so I'm impressed with that. In my view, you need a robust reel for the beach that has a good line capacity and um, is simple. Say, so, for example, if you drop a bait runner, a Shimano bait runner in there, um, I've taken one of the bait runner features apart before, cleaning the sand out of that's nightmarish. So it's completely a matter for yourself, but that'll be the only things that I recommend. Um, tides and times, fishing for brim. Look, um, basically brim are a winter species. They'll start, you do get them through summer, but you don't get them in numbers and they're a smaller fish. Um, you will get greater numbers on the beach around May uh, until around about the end of September. Um, it's all approximately. Um, the estuary, they move out of the area, protection of the estuary systems, and they, and they travel on their spawning run. My favourite time to fish the Barubi end of Stockton Beach. And when I say the Barubi end, I very rarely go past about eight kilometres. So where you go to the Crest Cafe, um, you, you have four-wheel drive access, perhaps about a kilometre down from there. Um, if you were to drive on there, the national parks have... Um, uh, uh, range signs so you every two kilometers so you two kilometers four kilometers six etc so i rarely go past eight k's dependent upon the structure of the water um, and may and june i'll fish on that beach quite a lot july and august i actually like fishing on uh, samurai beach i found i get some good results there too um, another mate of mine old scowy he also he doesn't fish on samurai and he still catches 
uh, brim down on uh, Stockton during those times too. So um, at this time of year, the fish has really rode up. So it's ready to spawn. It's really fat in condition um, and they're hungry, um, which is what you want. Um, for the most part, the brim are a nocturnal feeder um, and they prefer the cover of darkness. Um, you will catch them during the course of the day, although you'll get one or two as opposed to catching 10 in the night time. Um, so you won't catch as many. Uh, the best times I've found to fish for brim are really before the sun rises or sets, overcast mornings or days uh, like it is today, um, or anything that offers cover like plenty of white water. Um, the brim will come in closer into that intertidal zone, but they bite really well into the night. Um, so really when that sun comes up by about seven o'clock, most of the time they switch off. Uh, so you've got to be there Basically, when you've got the cover of darkness, you'll get better results. Um, if you can combine a three, if you can combine a three-quarter to a high tide with the rising and the setting in the sun, it's rather preferred. Um, although you can actually fish dead low water on the big beach too, Stockton Beach, and it can also produce okay. Now, as discussed before, there's two um, accesses to the beach. One is Lavis Lane, which is down at Williamtown. Um, if I was to travel from here, I'd probably tra on low water, uh, which it's much easier driving and I'm driving from this end I'd be looking at the 16 anywhere from past the 10k mark to the 22k mark which is the Cigna wreck um, that'll offer more direct access to gutters on low tide that you wouldn't necessarily get on the high water mark so you can catch them on low water um, but you need you need a bit of you need a bit of depth in the water that you're fishing in and predominantly the Newcastle end of the beach is much deeper than up in the Barubi end um, the moon does play a part um, they become really finicky when it's when that moonlight's there. Um, they do take baits, but they're very timid, um, and the fish are generally smaller. I think they're more concerned about the predators who are out there um, trying to hunt them at the same time. So that's something to consider. I pretty much don't go fishing when the moon's up, not for brim anyway. Um, so rigs, look, I use a simple Patanoska-style rig off the beach. Um, it's made of, so it's basically the sink is attached to a snap swivel on the bottom. Um, I make it of 20 pound fluorocarbon. Actually, I tell a lie, old Scoey makes it now, I'm too lazy. So he makes them for us and we sell them in the shop, but they're, um, they're handmade by him. Uh, it's 20 pound black magic fluorocarbon. Um, I use 108 Shaughnessy style stainless steel hooks for brim. Um, and basically I clip a number eight or 10 ball sinker onto the bottom <coughs> of the Patanoska rig onto the snap swivel. Uh, we've designed those because neither Scoey or myself really like using the pyramid sinkers so much. And you need a metal attachment. We've got the stainless steel ring actually, but you need an attachment on the sinker to be able to clip into the snap swivel correctly. Um, so we've got ball sinkers made up for that. You could use pyramid sinkers too. My view is they just bury in the sand too much uh, at times that you don't really need them to. Um, but anyway, and then sometimes you actually do need them because it's running too hard. So um, that's something to consider. Um, the dropper knots he ties then have a, um, a, a swivel um, in the loop that's formed. Um, that then is your leader to your hook. Now, the beauty of that is, the advantage of that is the dropper knot swings around on itself and it's less chance of getting tangles and small knot and by using the 20 pound fluorocarbon, um, you don't get as many tangles and twists. And I can assure you categorically, you do not need to fish with light line and the ocean beaches for brim. Now, in saying that, the, if you do, you will get tangled. Um, if, if it was for, you were fishing at 12 o'clock in the middle of the day and it was bright and sunny 
and there was not much work on the water, so not a lot of white water, then I'd just have a running ball sinker to a lighter leader in that circumstance. But other than that, I've had no dramas at all fishing with 20 pound leader, whether it be fluorocarbon or the days before that we used to use just basic old green maxima. Um, and I've caught thousands upon thousands of rim. Um, anyway, again, it's a matter for yourself, but I highly recommend um, the Patanoska style rigs and using 20 pound uh, as leader. Um, the method, basically, my method's pretty simple. I'm lazier these days than I ever was before. Um, I basically just set the two rod holders out in the back of the truck um, and I've got the rods in there. If the fish are biting their heads off, I mean, they will catch themselves. That's the reality of brim fishing. If they are biting their heads off, it's, it's obviously a lot more fun to hold the rod. Um, but just one thing to remember, don't cast over the fish. So I often go down the beach and you'll see guys up to their waist throwing out to New Zealand, as the saying goes, just throwing as far as they can. The reality is the fish aren't there for a swim on the beach. They're there to feed. And the intertidal zone, the area that's covered, mostly covered, all covered at high tide, and then mostly fully exposed at low tide, it depends on the height of each tide, that's where you'll find the pippies and the worms. Now the fish are there to feed on these. So they come in close with the cover that's provided through either darkness or cloud or, or white water. The brim will come within 15 to 20 feet of, the water, of the, where you're casting. There's no doubt in my mind. So really, I wouldn't cast much over 30 to 40 feet. Um, if you have two rods like I do, throw one a little bit further out and throw one closer and you'll cover both areas. Because I'll often see in summer when the whiting are uh, running, and this is the same principle, uh, you've got little kids casting or girls that don't cast as far, and they will catch some cracking whiting that are basically just at your feet because they're coming in to nuzzle around in that sand to find those worms. So are the brim. Okay, just quickly on to baits. Um, basically for brim fishing off Stockton Beach, uh, as I've said before, they're not there for a swim, they're coming to feed. Uh, Stockton Beach is abundant with pippies. They're there to, they're there to feed on the pippies. Um, at around March into April, I still use worms um, because we've just come out of that summer period where, where now, for example, I'm doing the report in October, now the brim has started to take worms. So you're sort of uh, starting October to take worms, then all the way through to um, around March and April. When I say worms, I mean beach worms. Beach worms are naturally found on the beach. That's why the fish are there. Um, we have two methods. I've been using the metho worms. So I preserve the live beach worms with a metho solution. It's pretty simple, metho and salt water. Um, the metho dissipates virtually immediately when you throw it into the water. And I mean, there's an example. We went on Tuesday, this Tuesday, last Tuesday has just gone. I went down there with metho worms, and we, between the two of us, got about 14 quality brim. Um, so this year I'm experimenting with whiting and just using the metho ones rather than the live ones, but they work a treat. Um, after that period, though, the mullet run in April. So just be wary of your, your environment that you're fishing in. So you're fishing on the beach, for an example, the mullet have just run, use mullet baits. Have, always have a mullet cube on and a pippy. So you're using your Patanoska rig, or the one I use has two hooks. So I'll have one mullet bait and one pippy on, or one mullet and one worm. Um, but basically, June and July, really pippies. They just take the pippies off Stockton. Um, interestingly enough though, uh, off Samurai when I fish for brim in late, uh, late July into uh, August, they seem to take the worms more readily. Yeah, so Samurai Beach, by fishing down there using a worm, you open yourself up to a few other advantages too. Often school dewfish will frequent that area, so that's a, 
and they love a worm, without a doubt. So the bycatch for brim fishing is always a whiting a flathead, but more in winter a dewfish, and unfortunately you will get those uh, bloody salmon that they love a worm as well, but you can't do anything about that. Okay, in saying all that, just to throw a little bit of a uh, spanner in the works, my favourite bait, when the conditions are right on either of the beaches, um, is a pippy, is a, is, a, is a pippy, is a yabby. So the small nippers that you pump down on the in uh, at Roy Wood Reserve, which is just down the road at Corlett down there. I use them on one hooks off the beach and very successfully too. See the brim grow up on these, um, on the, in this particular area. The juvenile fish feed on yabbies quite regularly. When you take them to the beach, um, it's one of the few baits that you can take to, an estuary bait that you can take into the ocean environment and it works really, really well. The only problem is they are quite soft so you basically get one cast, or you can get two casts out of them if you're not too rough. Um, you need to thread the yabby on and pull the tail of the yabby up over the eye of the hook. Probably bait keeper hooks are recommended with the small barbs on the back of the shank that will help him the, yag, the yabby from not um, sagging or a long shanked hook. Um, they go okay on the 1-0 stainless steel O'Shaughnessy's that I use. Um, and look, the brim love them. You can't go in a big surf with them because they get knocked off and you can't pelt them out a mile. You've just got to lob them over that first breaker and wait. But I've had really, really good success on yabbies. And primarily, it's right next to where I live, so it's easy for me to go and pump them on a low tide. Um, I always have a bucket of pippies during that time, just in case too, but I've never really missed with the yabbies when the fish are there. So, look, this isn't exhaustive. There's a lot more about brim fishing. Um, others could tell you no doubt off the beaches. Um, I've uh, been most successful with the uh, information I've given you here. Uh, if you have any other questions, look, pop in the shop or give me a ring on 49820711 or send me an email uh, and any questions at all, matt at salamanderbaittackle.com.au. If I can't answer it, then uh, I'll find, I'll know somebody that can so, and I'll get back to you. Thanks very much for listening.